Hi, and welcome to the Switch Natural Podcast. My name is Andrea Dar, and on my journey to find non-toxic products, I've met some amazing people. People that are driven by their life experiences to create something new that can help others on their wellness journey. I'm sharing candid conversations so that you can be inspired too. Today's episode is something different. It's just me, and I'm talking all about my non-toxic journey, why I started SwitchNatural.com, my Instagram account, and the app. Also, I'm answering some of your questions. If you're curious about those, make sure you stay through till the end and let me know what you think. Last month, I celebrated my 38th birthday and I've done a lot of reflecting over the growth that I've had this past year and reflecting on my journey, this non-toxic living journey that I've been on for the past, wow, nine years now. And it really all started when I was pregnant with my twins. In 2014, I was in a high-risk pregnancy, and I think like a lot of other expecting parents, I just wanted to do all of the things that would be safe for my babies. And in my quest to do that, I started looking at my products and just trying to switch them out for pregnancy-safe options. And what I found was that information was really difficult to find in one spot. And on top of that, there was a lot of conflicting information. So what I figured out was the way to determine if a product was going to be safe for me was to understand what was inside because each product has an ingredient label and it says what the ingredients are that make up the product. So I systematically started researching each individual ingredient on those ingredient labels and I would see if there's been any studies done as to whether or not that product is potentially harmful. The other important thing I learned early on in my research is that in the U.S. there's very little regulation for the safety of products. I found out that the last legislation for the safety of cosmetics really was over 80 years ago. So I knew in that moment that it was up to me to figure out whether or not my products were safe. And this is why I went down the road of researching each individual ingredient. And all throughout this time, I was shocked because I knew that if I was feeling this way, that so many other people were feeling this way too. And how had someone not done something about it? Why was there no database, website, somewhere that I could go to find reliable information that pulled together all the studies that showed what was safe and what wasn't. So I knew that I had to share what I was learning with others. So I made sure to keep really good records of everything I was finding out about ingredients, also keeping track of the products that I liked that I could recommend to other people with confidence. And it took me a while because I was quite busy with the twins after they came. But finally, in 2019, I decided to share all of this information on my website, switchnatural.com. And in my mind, this was going to be the way that I connect and allow others to learn from what I have been learning. What I found, though, was a lot of people don't have time to read through the blogs. They want to make changes to safer products but they can't spend 30 minutes or hours reading and learning and researching. And so I then started an Instagram account where I would connect with like-minded individuals who had questions about their products, wanted to know how to use safer things, and I could answer that. And we had this sort of back and forth going. I would share content that had information similar to what was on my blog, but I could get it to them in a quick, easily digestible format. 
And this turned into this awesome community where I can connect with my followers and answer their questions about whether or not their products are safe, what the potentially harmful ingredients are, and give them suggestions on what to use next. So it was really, really neat to see how what I was learning could help other people actually make changes. And I really felt like I was making a difference. And what I started to realize, though, is there really needed to be an even faster way to help people make changes because sometimes followers would be in the store looking at products and they would send me a message. And then by time I was able to respond to them, they had already made a choice, bought something and gotten gone home. And I knew there had to be a tool that could instantly give them the information that I had without them having to wait for a response from me. And that is where the idea for the Switch Natural app was born which is what I launched January 1st of 2022. And sitting here today, it finally feels like it's come full circle because the passion and the idea and that excitement that I had for helping others make switches to safer products in the way that I have been wanting to do and continue to do, it's finally happening in the way that I envisioned. It's funny because when I started, I really thought that the blog was going to be that tool or my website was going to be that tool and it's evolved and changed and now the app is helping people faster than I ever could have imagined because the app gives someone an instant answer as to whether or not that product contains potentially harmful ingredients. It'll scan any product which is another problem that I had run into. I had used apps in the past And while the information was helpful, sometimes it couldn't scan the products that I was trying to check. And new products come on the market daily. And so I needed something that could scan any product, which my app does. And also one that is made strictly for the consumer. So a lot of other tools support businesses and consumers. But this one is completely unbiased, doesn't care what brand it is doesn't care what relationship there is. All that matters is the ingredients inside. And that way, the user knows they're getting unbiased information. It was also really important to me to include a quote unquote shop in my app. And this is, it started out as a very small list of the products that I was personally using. And one of the early feedback that I got on the app was people wanted to see more clean products on the shop. So what I started doing is I would take the products that I had reviewed for people on Instagram, I'd already checked the ingredients. And if they were clean, I started adding them to the shop. And the shop today has, gosh, almost maybe 2000 products in it all of which have been scanned that are clean. And then I also have a separate section where you can search by just the ones that I've personally used and approve and like the way that they work for me. So I think that's just a great resource for someone that's just looking for products, doesn't necessarily want to scan a whole bunch, or if they've scanned and they need another option, they can just click over and figure out what to try next. You know, long before I started all of this, I was the type of person who would look up stuff on Facebook or Instagram and just observe, never comment. That was way outside of my comfort zone, would be commenting, would be interacting. I was just sort of an observer. So sitting here today and thinking about all the ways that I show up on Instagram, on my blog, on my newsletter, launching the app, all of these things seem totally outside of the realm of possibility for me. And I have to give a lot of 
credit to my husband who really encouraged me to start sharing. The takeaway for me is that I'm so happy I followed the thing that made me excited, that I was passionate about, that I would think about nonstop. You know, I started with a plan and a goal to share what I was learning with other people and the way that the events transpired and the how that actually happened was something that I couldn't have predicted, but I was open to changing. I've been committed to evolving. And it's really cool to see how it's landed in this app. And that's the way that I'm helping people. And I'm also helping people doing something that was so out of my comfort zone, which is sharing content and connecting with strangers and actually making friends. I've met some amazing friends on Instagram really some of the friends I hold dear. And this is another tidbit. If you're looking for friends, you're trying to make connections, social media can be a really good place because you can find people with the same interests as you all over the world. It really is amazing. And I actually do recommend it. Okay, for this next part, you guys sent in some questions that I'm excited to answer for you here in this episode. So the first question is, What has been one of your biggest challenges and what have you learned from it? The first one that comes to mind has to be developing the app on the technical side. So all of the information that's put into the app, I'm super confident about. And I know that stuff like the back of my hand. But what I don't know and what I don't have experience in is technology and launching an app and all of the things that go into that from a logistics perspective. It is so overwhelming, but I've learned a lot. And so much of it has been through trial and error. And so I've had to learn to be okay with the mistakes and know that more mistakes it's actually better and the struggle is better because as the problems continue to come, which they all, all always will, I'm better prepared to handle that. And because I know so little, it's caused me to ask all of the questions and to make sure that I know exactly what's working in what way. I know the ins and outs. Whereas I think if I knew some and I just passed it off to somebody I would be in the dark in a way, but from the beginning, I worked very, very closely with one software developer in particular, and we basically did it together. I mapped out exactly how I wanted the app to be, and she built it piece by piece. And so the fact that I know exactly what's in there does give me a lot of comfort. So for sure, the technology aspect has been the biggest challenge. Next question is, What does your husband think about all of this? What does he do for a living? So my husband and I both share a desire to live a healthy lifestyle and his personality is to question everything, which is great, but that includes me too. So it's been good to have somebody to give me a little bit of pushback and really it helps me clarify what I'm thinking and what I've researched and communicate it in a way that people can understand. But really, I think what you're asking is, it can be really difficult for people to make changes. Generally, any kind of change is hard, especially when you're asking someone to change a product that they've used their whole life, and they think it's safe. And why would why do I have to change it now? Because Accepting that it might be harmful is also accepting that what you've been doing is wrong. And I think that 
that's where when people are trying to get their loved ones to change is why it can be so difficult. My advice is to be the example and to show them the benefits that you get. And the way it's happened in my family is my kids and my husband see what I'm doing. They try it. And if they like what I'm using, then it's great. And I think it's important to understand that everybody has their own time and is in a different place in their journey. We're not ever all going to be at the same point in our journey at the same time. The next question is, how do you describe the impact of non-toxic living to those who don't understand it? One of the really beneficial ways to explain this is to tell someone from your personal experience, what are the benefits that you've seen? You know, a lot of people will tell me, and this has been my experience as well, is that removing fragrance products from their home and from what they're putting on their body makes a huge difference in the way that they feel. A lot of people will have respiratory irritation from fragrances. It can cause headaches. So just removing fragrance products makes a world of a difference that I think a lot of people could see immediately. I think the part of this that's really difficult is a lot of is some of the harms occur over long term. So they're not going to be short term. This is not as simple as putting a lotion on your skin that gives you an immediate rash. For some people, I think seeing the actual research that's been done can be super impactful. One example comes to mind is the research that has been done on phthalates goes back decades and is very persuasive. I think even from somebody that is not involved in this space can understand and appreciate the potential dangers from phthalates based on the research that has been done. And which is another reason why I have included research in my app, because I think education is so important. And if someone tells you something is harmful, they should be able to tell you why or point to something that explains the reason and then people can make a decision for themselves as to whether or not they're going to make a change. I think transparency is so important. Education is so important. And just giving people that information. And then maybe it plants a seed. Maybe they don't agree with you right away. But it plants that seed. And they think about it. And then maybe over time, they can start to understand why you would choose to live this way. And also how they might benefit from making changes themselves. Next question, are there any non-toxic self-tanners you would recommend? So all self-tanners, non-toxic or not, use something called DHA and it is questionable. So I can't say that any are completely non-toxic, but there is a brand that uses much better other ingredients and I get great feedback on it. It's called Beauty by Earth. And so if I were to try one, that would be it. I don't personally use self-tanners, though I've considered it. And if I were to try one, that would be the one. Is sunflower seed oil okay for skin? If yes, why is it bad to eat? Confused. Okay, so a lot of ingredients that are bad for skin are also bad to be consumed. However, there are some exceptions. And you hear a lot about seed oils being inflammatory. But there are some seed oils that are actually excellent for our skin. So this is one of those exceptions. And sunflower seed oil has been found to be beneficial, especially if you're getting a product that has quality sourced sunflower seed oil. It can be have some great skin benefits. Part of the problem when we eat these things is the food ingredients are processed in a way that can be harmful as well. So there's that to think about. But 
As far as sunflower seed oil, if I were to see that on a product ingredient list, I would not think potentially harmful and I would be okay to use it. Is Agent Natur collagen pregnancy safe? So I have seen the founder, Jenna Cavello, say that all of her products are formulated to be safe for pregnancy. So I'm going to assume that goes for the collagen as well. I think the collagen is great for hair growth. I've personally used it and found it to work in that regard. Of course, they always say, ask your doctor if you have any concerns before using a product. The last question is about a C-section recovery. So I did have a C-section with my twins. I was not given the option due to the way that the twins were in my belly was very unusual. They shared a placenta and an amniotic sac. And so I had to have a C-section, but my recovery that period of time doesn't stick out to me so much as being hard to recover from the C-section as it's just a chaotic time. It's my first children to take care of at home. And what you do is you just focus on the necessities. So I definitely cooked meals in advance and had those in my freezer just to take out and eat. That is a huge help. You want to limit the amount of physical activity that you absolutely have to do. And I was breastfeeding, so my focus was almost 100% on breastfeeding them, keeping them alive and growing and well. And thankfully, my husband was amazing, helped do all the laundry and all the necessities until I was able to be up and moving back as usual. And for me, it took me a while because I was on bed rest starting, I wasn't moving much at all, starting around 14 weeks. And then I spent the last seven weeks of my pregnancy in the hospital in bed, I was only allowed to move around for 10 minutes a day. So once I came home from the hospital, it was difficult for me to just walk down the driveway, I can remember getting out of breath. So I took it really, really slow. I stayed inside for a couple months, I didn't go out and see people, I just tried to stay rested, fed, kept the babies fed, and clean clothes. And really, that's it. I think that it's good to not worry about it too much in advance, because you really do find a way to get through it. And things change when you're in the moment, it feels like it's going to last forever. And it's so hard. But the truth is, it goes by in a flash. I cannot believe my kids are already eight. It's just the days are long, but the years fly by. And it's just sounds so cliche, but it's so so true. And I love getting that question because that means that you're expecting and have so much exciting life ahead. I hope you all enjoyed this first solo episode of mine. If you liked it, let me know. I am happy to do another one. If you've got more questions or more topics you'd like me to talk about, I really love sharing my journey with you. I hope that it helps you, inspires you gives you some ideas, gives you some comfort knowing you're not alone. It's been great connecting with you all. And until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.